right, guys, I'm, I can't lie, I'm super distracted right now. I need to get to the message, all right? So me and my house, Joshua 24, 14 to 15, we're going to read this. It says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors, sorry, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let's say that together. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Come on. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for tonight, God. We just ask that you would open up the minds of every student, the hearts of every student leader in this place, God. We just ask that you would speak through me, Lord. Use me tonight, Lord, to just preach the word, God, but uh, that people would walk out of here changed because of it. We believe your word, we receive your word, and we will not be the same because of it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. So, hey, the reason this whiteboard is up here is because this represents you. So you are the whiteboard. Say, I am the whiteboard. You're the whiteboard. We are the whiteboard. You didn't have to say that, but that's fine. So the, the, the reason that I, I chose to do whiteboard and writing down is because while I'm preaching tonight, I want there to be a representation, a visual of some of the lies that we tell ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis. Some of the things that the enemy tells us, we start to believe them and they become who we are. It becomes our identity. The things that the enemy tells us, the lies that we think are true, that we aren't good enough, that we aren't capable, we, we tend to live that as if it is our truth on a day-to-day -day basis. And I want us to see this because what God downloaded in me to share to you tonight is that you are worthy, that you are holy, that you are made, wonderfully made, that you're a masterpiece. And I'm going to get there. But what I want you to see is some of the lies that the enemy puts into our mind. Some of the things that I deal with myself. Gabe, this is why you're here is that I'm not good enough. You can write that down. Oftentimes, I don't feel like I'm good enough for people. That I'm not capable of doing big things. Going to get awkward. Just bear with me. I feel incomplete at times. Unloved. I have a comparison problem. I compare myself to everybody. Somebody has something better than me or a youth ministry is popping a little more than we are. I compare myself. I have a comparing problem. I wonder if people like me. Oftentimes... I get this thought in my head that people don't like me. So I'm like, uh, oh, he doesn't like me. So I avoid people. Wonder if people like me. Does anybody else have these thoughts sometimes? Like, if you would just be so bold tonight. We're a family at Undivided. That's what we believe. No one's here to judge you. If you would just be so bold. Gabe is up here. He's, he's hurting his arm for us. <laughs> if you would just be so bold, would you guys yell out some of the things that maybe you were facing? You could just start saying them if you feel comfortable. Don't make this awkward. Don't make me, don't make me, don't make this awkward. Just say something. Say something. Someone. Annoying. Someone feels annoying. 
I heard another one. Stupid. Weak. <laughs> That's good. Too short. All right, one at a time, one, time, one at a time. Let's, let's take this a little more serious, guys. Hey, let's take this a little more serious. Too short, stupid, alone, isolation. Come on, Gabe, you have one job, dude. <laughs> I heard one more. I can't do it. Unwelcomed. Outcast. If I'm not perfect, then I'm failing. I heard left out. No one will care if I'm gone. Couple more losing relationships. Anybody else? Say that one more time. Self loathing. Not doing a good enough job. Unworthy and unsafe. I think that's good. Thank you, brother. Give up for Gabe one more time. So I, I, I want you guys to see this. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable of doing big things. I feel incomplete. I'm unloved. I compare. I wonder if people like me. I'm annoying. I'm stupid. I'm too short. I'm lonely. I feel isolated. I can't do things. I'm unwelcomed. I'm an outcast. If I'm not perfect, then I'm failing. Suicidal. People don't like me. 
I'm sensitive. Nobody cares. If I'm gone, I keep losing relationships, self-loathing, not good enough, unworthy, worthless, unsafe, not strong enough. This is what we tell ourselves. And I know people didn't say things because you're not comfortable, but if we could be honest, the enemy creeps into our mind and oftentimes we tell ourselves these, these things. Maybe yours isn't up here, but you, you feel a certain way about what the enemy tells you. But I, hear, I have a truth to tell you tonight. I think about myself this way. And I look at it and it honestly makes me emotional to, to think about the way that some of you are feeling in this room is, is very hard. And it, I just know God has a plan with what he put on my heart to share with you. So I'm excited to get to it. Because I, I think about these things for myself. causes me to start to believe them, and then I speak them over my life. They become my everyday. I walk out of the house with these thoughts in my mind. I'm not good enough today. I'm unworthy today. I'll be alone today. I'm too sensitive today. And then my days are ruined because the lies of the enemy are in my head on a day-to-day basis. The enemy wants us to stay this way. But there's a truth here. Because I started to open this thing. And the moment that I started to open this thing, I started to feel better. And I said it in my transition. When I'm in the presence of the Lord, my heart is transformed. And these lies that come from the enemy can no longer take place in my heart because there's truths in here that God is placing over my life. And and oftentimes we begin to believe these things so much so that we forget that God has put so many truths from the Bible into this thing for us. The enemy is sneaky, and he's trying to get people. He did it with Adam and Eve in the garden. We talk about Genesis. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from that tree. That is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. This is the serpent. You will certainly not die. Serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when when you eat fruit, when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So from the beginning, the enemy has had a plan trying to get us to be away from God, trying to get us to stray away from the plan and the purpose that he's had on our lives. From the beginning, the enemy has been trying to do tricky things. And when we walk out of the house believing these things because we haven't had our morning dew, I love what Pastor Steve talked about on Sunday. He talked about eat your Mountain Dew. That was beautiful. Like eat your Mountain Dew. Why? Because every morning I ought to be in this thing so it guides me and it convicts me and it strengthens me so that way these things, I'm not good enough. I, I feel incomplete. I'm unloved. I compare myself. Don't, don't have a chance in my life because I have a Bible that tells me that I am worthy, that I am loved, that I am an heir of the kingdom, that there is eternal life provided when I say yes to Jesus and that the Bible gives me that information. 
But it starts with us saying, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. That is my mind, that is my body, that is my family, that is my friends, that is my sports team, that is my job. Wherever I go, I'm going to present this thing like it is my best friend because the lies of the enemy cannot stay in our head any longer. These things do not have a place in my mind, in my heart, because I have a Bible that tells me something different. And I have a God who says that I am worthy. And I have a God who says that I'm not alone. I have a God who is faithful, and I'm going to stand on that. There is a truth in the word that clears up all the filth the enemy brings. And without it, we get lost in culture. I'm going to read my Bible and trust Jesus even when I'm facing hard things, even when it doesn't make sense, even when my heart hurts, even when I feel broken, even though I can't trust anyone, even though I feel like there isn't a way out and I feel alone, ashamed, unseen, unloved, afraid, or lost. I have to fight because I have to continue to believe that I signed up for something great. And when I'm in step with the Holy Spirit, the enemy has a plan for my life just as much as God does. But guess what? There's a stronger entity in God than there is in the enemy. And when he is battling for me, I can't lose because there's strength in Jesus. So I'm putting everything I have to be in step with the Holy Spirit so the enemy doesn't even have a place in my heart. The enemy can't have this. This, this stuff doesn't even matter anymore because... I'm giving everything I have to the Lord. So I'm fighting. I'm, I have to fight the fight. I have to finish the race. I have to keep the faith. Think about fights like, like I didn't plan this. So, hey, DJ, can you guys, can you guys put on something slick? Like just play something. Like maybe the walk-in song from, from when we first walked in here. Um, you think about fight day. I'll, I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. You think about like fighting. I think about UFC and boxing. And I think about them walking out to a certain song. And as they're walking out to a song, it's game day for them. They're like, yo, I am hyped to fight this opponent. There's an opposition in that ring, and I'm going to tear his head off. So it's game day. They're thinking, oh, I'm prepared to die. I'm ready. Can we cue the song? Spin back. So they're walking out. Spin back. Let's go. Sweating palms, two-step and eighth grade dance. Turn that Roscoe dash off. I'm trying to hold hands. Good will have the drip of an old man. Oversized Air Force Ones in the soul tan. I've been stuffing with the big dog. She ain't no fast right? Evil, just the mean, just mad, right? All right, we can cut it. But I wanted to give you a visual there. Like, they, they walk out to a song, getting into a ring, prepared to fight. And they're going into the ring fighting an opposition, someone that they do not like. Imagine if they got in the ring and they started swinging and the guy's like, whoa, bro, what are you doing? Why are you trying to attack me for? It's like, what? You signed up for this, bro. You signed up for this. This is your fight day. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be fighting. Imagine if we left our house with worship music. With a posture saying, God, the enemy can't have me today because I'm saying yes to you. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Imagine if we left the house with a Devo in our minds. We said, God, the enemy can't have me today because I'm going to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So imagine if we had a fight song every time we left our house. 
prepared for us to face what the enemy has for us in our day-to-day lives. I have to fight depression. I have to fight anxiety. I have to fight being unloved. I have to fight these comparison feelings. I have to fight being annoyed. I have to fight feeling like I'm stupid. But guess what? When I'm fighting with God, I'm winning. There is no battle that I can't win when I'm fighting with God. Are you with me? I've got some truths in the Bible because I, I really, again, I got emotional thinking about this stuff. No one wants to feel like they're not good enough and that they're alone and that they can't do things. It's untrue. It's not real. So I want you to write these truths down. I mean, there's, there's way more than what I pulled out of the Bible, but I just have a few I want you to remember and write down. The first one I have is, You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew what he was doing by making you just the way you are. In all of your quirks, in all of your weirdness, in all of the things people say about you, it's like, yo, Jesus made me just the way that I am. No one else can tell you any different. There was care and intention to the way that you were made. We are precious to him, and he wants to be near to us because he loves us, and he deserves our praise because we are wonderfully made. Jesus wants to be near to us because he loves us. You are a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece of the creator of the universe, chosen by him before time began to be made holy. You were so precious to Jesus that he died to pay your ransom. He gave you a new life. You were forgiven and free. You are God's beloved child and heir to his internal kingdom. You are God's sculpture. I think of sculpture, I think of like David. Like David the sculpture. I think of Michael, what's his name? Uh, Who made that? Michelangelo, there you go. And he gets all the praise and glory for that sculpture, does he not? Who wrote, who like painted the Mona Lisa? Who was like the Mona Lisa? See, this is why I didn't go to art, so um, I need you guys for that. But when you think of those sculptures and those paintings, you think of the people who made them. Like, wow, he did such a good job making these paintings. Wow, the attention to detail in this sculpture. When he made this sculpture, he had so much attention to detail. And the creator of the universe created you in that same light. You are a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. And God deserves the glory based on making such a masterpiece. So it goes back to him, always back to him. He always is going to get the glory for making such a masterpiece. So when people talk down to you and look at you weird or say things about you that are funny, you remind yourself that I have a God who told me in Ephesians that I am a masterpiece created to do good works. And it doesn't matter what you say about me because I am loved by my God. Come on, can we make some noise for Jesus in this place? You are chosen. 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness 
into his wonderful life. You have an invitation to participate in a life-giving relationship as well as a God-transforming relationship. Meaning I can encounter people, excuse me, I can encounter life one way and then I can encounter life another way. I can encounter life without God and believe these things are true over my life or I can be transformed and made new because he chose me to be transformed and made new. I want to begin to transform my life so I can transform the lives around me. Because of my yes, my homes begin to change. My teams begin to change. My school begins to change. My classrooms begin to change. The friends around me begin to change because they have a heart now of Jesus. Because I've said yes, and I get to share that light with people around me. You are holy. Colossians 1. 22, 23 says, once you were alienated from God and you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's, Christ's physical body through the death to present you holy in his sight without blemish. That word holy is meant to be set apart. You want to remove the lies of the world that the enemy has for you? Remove yourself from the world. Be set apart. Be holy. Romans 12.2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing perfect will. Nothing you can do but everything that he's done. He's good. You are a child of the king. 1 John 3.1, see what great love the father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is where we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. People are going to look at us different. People are going to think of us different. And it's because the world doesn't know God, so of course they don't know us because he is in us, the Holy Spirit, right? Like the world is not going to know us. We are going to look different than the world because the world does not know God, but it is our job to have the light within us so we can change the world. The child of the king. In him I am complete. Colossians 2.10. And in Christ you have been bought to fullness, brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Simply put, there's nothing you can do without God. I mean, yeah, you can go to the bathroom, you can take a shower, you can wash your hands, you can eat food. I mean, even eating food, you got to pray. Like, there's stuff you can't do without God. But there's, I mean, like, you know what I mean. There's nothing you can do without God. The decision you make for who you're going to marry, the college you want to go to, the decision you make for the house you're going to buy, the car you want, the life you choose to live, every decision you have to make, it better be made with God. The relationship that you're in right now, if it wasn't a God relationship, I advise you to rethink it. Yeah, it is good. God needs to be the center of it all, and you can't do anything without God. Can I have the keys come up here? There are so many things in this Bible that give me life. There are so many things in this Bible that give me life. I threw my phone to somebody. Can I have it back? I appreciate you, bro. 
I forgot I pulled something up here. I need it. So if you are the one that is doing this recording, delete this part. Okay. All right. Appreciate you. There are so many truths in this thing. I, I have a relationship with my Bible, and I took that from Taylor. But, like, I, I legit have a relationship with this. If I don't read my Bible or if I'm not in my physical word, then I feel, I kind of feel like, like hopeless. Like I don't have what I need for the day or the week or these messages or anything that comes to my life. I, I just don't have what it takes. The other night I got a phone call. It was a really rough phone call actually. Like it was one of those phone calls that you wish you didn't answer the phone, phone calls. Like oh, I wish I could have taken this phone call another time or something, right? Like it was hard. It was a really hard phone call. I was struggling when I got off the phone. And it was late. I'm outside and I'm, I'm chatting with this person and they're confessing all of these things that they've done. And man, it was tough. It was tough to hear. I wish I'd never picked up the phone. I promise you. It's like, I just want to go to bed peacefully tonight. But this is, this is just one of those ones. And I go back inside and I'm like, uh, like one of those things where I like want to hug my wife and just be like in her arms for the rest of the night. But I was like, thank God she's in the bedroom because I, I just don't want to talk to anybody right now. I sit down on the couch. And I'm just like ridden with anxiety. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. This is tough. And I'm thinking about it now because it's, Man, it sucks. When you love people, that's what happens. But, but the Holy Spirit said, would you just open up the Bible? And would you put some worship music on? I did that exact thing. And I put on a song called Sound Mind. And the first lyrics in the song says, in the chaos, you are the peace. In my suffering, you are here with me. In the darkness, you never leave. God of mercy, you are walking with me. I surrender anxiety. And in that moment, I'm in my living room crying like I am right now, bawling tears with my hands up. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to hold on to these lies anymore. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to feel suicidal. Thank you, God, that I don't have to hold on to this anxiety. I don't have to hold on to not feeling good enough. Because you love me. You died on the cross for me to be set free. And you told me that I am a masterpiece, that I am a child of the king, that I am complete in you, that I am holy because of you, that I am chosen that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and because of your word and scripture, I don't have to believe these things anymore. And I'm thankful for that. So my challenge for you, friends, is when you dive into your word, don't take it lightly. Because there are some truths in this book that are going to set you free, I promise you. I'm sorry, I'm emotional, guys. I'm sorry, I apologize. 
But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What does that look like? I'm going to make sure that every day I open this book. And my future family is going to know that there's a God out there that loves them. And I'm going to open this book and my teammates are going to know that there's a God out there that loves them. I'm going to open this book and my friends who don't come to Undivided or even know who God is, is going to know that there's a God out there that loves them. And the people that I surround myself with is going to start to change because they're going to know that there's a God that loves them. When I start reading my Bible and declare this over my mind and my heart, these things that are on this board are not true anymore. They are lies of the enemy and we are done believing the lies of the enemy because we need a world out there that says, I am the light of the world. I am going to change the way that I think about myself because of this Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Let me get to you. Erase it. None of this stuff is real anymore. We may feel it. it. It may be a feeling inside of us. But we know that it's not real. We get to start erasing these things. We get to start feeling better about ourselves. We get to clean up a little bit. I am good enough. I am capable. I feel complete. I feel loved. I don't have to compare because God loves me. Even if I am annoying, I'm still loved. Even if I am too short, I'm still loved. Doesn't matter anymore. Right? This stuff, it's all gone. But why is it gone? Because we made a decision, friends. We made a decision. Right? Like, the lies were inside of this. And then if this was like our mind right here, like the brain. The lies were in there. And they were in here. But then we made a decision that for me and my house, and we're going to serve the Lord. But Jesus became the center of everything I did. So everything that came out of me was God. Everything that I surrounded myself with was God. I don't have any more room for the lies of the enemy and the attack that he has on my life because I've got Jesus at the center. And I made a decision that I'm going to serve the Lord. And I made a decision that as for me and my house, we're going to continue to serve the Lord. That's it. What I'm letting in is lies and darkness. I will live by those lies and that darkness. But as for me and my house, my mind, my heart, I want to make a decision tonight that I am going to serve the Lord for the rest of my life. Start speaking truth. That God is in us and we are better because of it. Can we all stand across the room? I want us to close our eyes real quick. I just want us to reflect on something. 
I want us to reflect on two things. The first thing I want us to reflect on is, what did you walk in here believing about yourself? What are some of the lies the enemy is telling you right now? The second thing I want you to reflect on is what does it look like? What would it look like for me to say, for me and my house, for me and my mind, as for me and my heart, as for me and my family and my friends, my teams, my classroom, I'm going to start to serve the Lord. So the lies that were written down up here, eyes closed, reflecting right now are not true, but at the center of my heart represents Jesus. What would that look like for us? Just take 30 seconds. What what is the enemy planting in your heart? What can we start to do to get those things out of you? What do you know is true to get those things out of you? Thank you, God. If you're in here tonight and you would say, I, I, I just want to release all of the lies that the enemies have put on my heart. Would you put your hand on your heart tonight? All the, all the eyes still closed. I don't want nobody in here to see anything. You're not being judged. No one's watching. If you want to be released from the lies of the enemy, would you put your hand on your heart tonight? My hand is on my heart tonight. And I want us to pray this over ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for guiding me. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for making me a masterpiece. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Thank you that I do, that I'm able to lean on that and I do not have to lean on my own understanding, Lord. Thank you for your power, Jesus. God, right now, we just pray over every single one of these people with their heart heavy because of the lies of the enemy in this world, culture, Lord. We just pray right now that you would put a kingdom perspective in each one of their minds, Lord. God, that you would open up scriptures for them, Lord, daily that reminds them that they are loved, Lord, 
greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus, would you put that as a reminder to them tonight, God? They would walk out of here feeling refreshed, Lord, with a vision, Lord, with a sense of peace, God, with a, with a new understanding as to what you're going to do, Jesus, in their lives, God. Would you be able to go out into them right now, Jesus, and show them that they have the power to change the world when they say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Thank you for each and every one of them, Lord. That they have the heart to want to change, Lord, so would you change it tonight? God, that they would not walk out of here the same. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said.